Andre Sokolov here. Welcome to the Scale Building Podcast, where we explore building communities, building businesses, and building homes. I hope you guys enjoy this new episode. Let us know what you guys thought. Like, share, and comment below. And even let us know who you'd like to see next on the show. Enjoy. Ashley, thanks for being on the show. Tell me a little bit about yourself, who you are, how you got here, and we'll take it from there. All right. How much time do we have? <laughs> we have so much time. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, okay. So who I am. So I'm Ashley Madoff. What I do right now differs from what I've done for a long time. Okay. <laughs> um, so right now I'm a business coach, international speaker, and podcaster. Yep. And that has really come from a long journey of different things that I've worked on. Uh, so originally I'll dive into where I came from and yep. <laughs> the story that I kind of left you wondering. Yep. Um, <laughs> So, so I originally am from Ontario and when I was 19, I came out here to visit a pen pal I had before I was going to settle down for college back home. So I figured I'd make this trip, this like once in a lifetime trip and come out here and visit this pen pal I had when I was younger and um, just kind of see a bit of the country before I settled down for college. Well, the long story short behind it all is that that was, um, she was living in Hay Lakes. She was in the Caramos area, um, but living in Hay Lakes and the, um, pen pal had a boyfriend and the boyfriend had a brother and then long story short, here I am. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. So, um, where it all came from was I met him and then, yeah, we just instantly connected and I never went home. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. That's I uh, yeah, I was actually supposed to go to Vancouver, visit a family friend, and then fly home from there. And I went to Vancouver and came back here. <laughs> yeah, well done. So thank yeah. you. So it kind of changed everything for me. Like I had to, I was going to go to school for fashion. So yeah. I had grown up like in um, high school. I did like fashion courses. I helped run the annual fashion show. All these things. I was super excited. Yeah. Um. So I was going to go to school in Toronto for fashion. I was really excited about this. So here I am in Camrose, Alberta, mm-hmm. going, how the heck am I going to do this? Fashion in Camrose. Yeah, like yeah. most people are like, I don't know what you're going to do, but I don't think it's fashion here. Right. And then the closest opportunity for fashion was old, which is super random, mm. but it was Calgary or old. And I was like, mm. well, that's quite a ways to commute or yeah. to do all that. So I really had to sit down and think about what I was going to do. Um, so in the meantime, I ended up getting a job at what used to be called Body Fit um, okay. here in Camrose. And... Uh, so I worked at this gym and back then there wasn't like, there wasn't um, Anytime Fitness or right. even Augustana's like the one at um, the community center. Yep. So there was Body Fit, Curves, and I think there was one other small um, private one too. But what I realized is that there was all of the business owners from cameras were coming to this one. So here I am not even realizing it, networking, meeting all of these amazing people in the community. And then I started getting ideas of maybe what I could be doing. Like maybe I could run a business. So if I were to back up, I actually started my first business when I was age eight. Okay, doing what? <laughs> um, I started the Babysitters Club after um, yeah, reading the books. Well, and done. well done, well done, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, to the point where I had listened to both my parents as entrepreneurs. My mom had a home-based office for her business mm-hmm. and my dad had a business as well. So I used to actually listen to them and then copy their voice on the phone. So nobody actually knew I was eight. Nice. And so I took this old marketing tool called the phone book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rarely used anymore these days, but I actually um, created a call script and contacted everybody in my community. Mm. <laughs> I'm willing to babysit anything. Dogs, cats, kids. Yeah. And what was your uh, <laughs> what was your sales rate on that? Uh, yeah, it was good until I got shut down when people started showing up and my mom was like Oh, this, is not this was an eight year old, I'm so <laughs> this sorry. Is not happening. This is not happening. She had to turn away a lady with a baby that 
it was a good try. <laughs> well, that so awesome. I always wanted to run my own business. So I think yeah. when I started working at the gym and then I was like, this is meant to be, to be networking with these community partners and people. Um, it was just incredible to learn. Mm -hmm. So from there, I was like, you know what? I'm meeting all these business owners. I'm going to start a fashion show here. Okay. There's all of these kind of new businesses coming in that were, you probably notice a lot of like downtown shops or women owned fashion yes. businesses yes. and they have slowly like continued to grow. And I was like, I could maybe partner with them and support them. And then a cause that's close to my heart, my mom's a cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I could do a fashion show for cancer and mm -hmm. donate back to the community. Yeah. So that was born in 2007 and I ran that for nine years, which was crazy wow. fun. It was a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. Um, from that, I ended up starting the bridal show because there was this need for that here and too. Cameras. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there was, um, shortly after I started the fashion show, a bridal store opened and then I started meeting the florist and uh, like photographers and all of these people that were starting wedding businesses. Yeah. And I still saw a lot of these like local brides and grooms going to the city for stuff. So I was like, we need something here to keep people in our community because we have all these amazing businesses here. Right. So then 2009, I started the bridal show, Enchanted Bridal Show, and I ran that for, that was right up till 2016, I ran that. Ooh. So yeah, I ran wow. that for a long time as well, and that was amazing. I absolutely loved it too. Um, so shortly after I started all of those, that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start my own company, and I launched Premier Event Management. Okay. The interesting thing I learned from all of this is when I first started my company and I did some schooling online for it, yeah. uh, was that... What, what, kind of, what kind of schooling? Though? Sorry, event management. So okay, I did take okay. a course. I was like, oh, I like this from the fashion show. Um, so I decided to take a course online mm -hmm. and do that. And so when I launched the company, the course is like, go out and find clients. Go find you know events you could run for corporations. And if you've been to cameras before, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know there's it not a ton. It doesn't fit that. It right? doesn't. Yeah. It didn't work. Nobody was looking for that. And another thing was a lot of organizations, nonprofits, like a lot of them had in-house employees doing that kind of thing. Right. Right. So that's where I was like, you know what? I need to change the way I'm thinking on this. Like I changed my mindset completely without realizing, yeah. but I was like, I'm going to start my own. So that's when I started the fashion show and the bridal show and yeah. right. And then, um, over the years I noticed that I was working with all of these entrepreneurs mm -hmm. with the trade show portion of the events. Mm. And I started seeing where they were lacking resources and support and just information and how to grow their business businesses. Yeah. So from that, I was like, you know what, when you, when these businesses are looking for this information, they quite often have to go somewhere like yeah, Toronto or Vancouver or the States. And that's so expensive, right? right? So then what I saw is that a lot of these businesses were trying to put money into their business to grow, but they couldn't necessarily afford to be going to all these places. So right. I was like, you know what, I'm doing it here. I'm going to bring amazing speakers here. I'm going to bring them of all different levels of success. I made sure I had a TV celebrity each time. And so in 2014, I launched that, the Empower Women in Business Conference, and I brought Arlene Dickinson in um, from Dragon's Den, and it just blew up from there. Wow, so no it's been a crazy journey. So how did you get Arlene to come up? <laughs> this is a good question. Um, a lot of determination and hard work. Um, basically what I did was I researched her to find out how I had to go about that. So yeah. I went through, I researched agencies, how that all worked. There, I quickly learned that there are some speakers that are specific to one agency and then some that are open to a variety of them. Yeah. So I found one that worked with her, prayed to God it was legit yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's a lot of money to be investing 
thousands of dollars of um, into this. And then I said, okay, so this is how much it is. Like I'm very goal oriented. If I have like laser focus, like right. I know I want something, I just have to figure out the steps to do it. So yeah. I got super laser focused, figured out how much she was, if she was available, which she was on the date I wanted. Um, and then just found community partners that believed in me and mm. knew that I could do it. That's and awesome. I'm That's so exciting. grateful for the support that I had for that. Cause without that, I wouldn't have been able to do it, but well, yeah. it was, it was absolutely incredible. Smart, so smart room, though. That's great. Thank you. It was incredible. So that's really where it kind of launched working with business owners yeah. and entrepreneurs. And, um, the coolest thing was, is when I, thought about this event and what my goal was for it was to support like camera scenario, maybe like an hour radius around here. Right. No. <laughs> this is where I quickly learned the power of social media. Mm. Um, from there, I put it out on social media. I had a group contact me from the Yukon asking if they could fly in. I had people coming from coast to coast in Canada and people coming from the States that had heard about it through their Canadian friends mm. flying in to cameras. Interesting. To cameras, Alberta. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was way more powerful than I could have ever imagined and like and why do you think that is I just think that it was obviously something that there was a need for right like that's really what it came down to is I think that people were willing to travel if it was something that was going to help them and they were searching for that so that but that need is that is that specifically to women entrepreneurs though is that is that your target yes yeah. I would say majority is women um, because I find that a lot of women like I talk a lot about what I do so then they want help with that because mm. maybe they have similar paths um, but I, we did have men that showed up well you can resonate yeah. like probably you know you probably yeah resonate more with someone you know especially exactly experienced and, and everything yeah. else comes totally comes yeah. okay we're gonna take a little quick break yeah we're gonna, okay good. so these are cookies <laughs> uh we've done this a few times we uh rate them on texture oh taste okay and convenience and convenience is more of like a is a very brittle you know it's kind of like you know could you eat this in the car you know, okay it was very brittle is it very cream you know like if it makes okay. a mess kind of like that so okay. help yourself oh thank you and then each one is out of 10. okay sounds good so that's why I asked the, about the mm -hmm. other Thank like, you. I, I like, appreciate that. Mm. Mm. You'll have to remind me how I have to rate it again. <laughs> what the first one was. Mm. Taste, mm -hmm. texture, and convenience. It's kind of what we've right. been hitting. Mm. Taste is delicious. Mm. Texture, I love it. It's a mixture of like, there's a little bit of crunch with the, the coconut, mm -hmm. but the chocolate's still soft enough that it's, mm -hmm. it kind of melts. Mm. Yeah. Convenient so far, no crumbs, so it's totally cool. <laughs> edible in the car. <laughs> As you're talking, though, I'm like, I really want a cookie too. I'm like, I'm like, crap, I gotta wait, I gotta wait. I gotta be patient. Darn it, <laughs> nothing worse than that put in front of you, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. Go focus, focus. Mm -hmm. mm. Sorry, of course, I picked the biggest cookie. That's <laughs> oh, okay, I'm gonna have more after. Me, okay, so. perfect. Um, so yeah, I know I did this with um, Aaron Lecky, um, Tracy, and Mark um, mm -hmm. when they were here. So yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm trying That's to so trying fun. to trying to hit different uh, different bakeries or um, mm -hmm. little shops around the shop or counter and rate them. What are, where are these from? Oh, after you rate them, I'll tell you. Mm, okay. I can't tell you now. Okay. I don't want to go bias opinion, right? You gotta be focused. Mm. Mm. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with them. So out of ten. Yeah, so 10, 10, so 10, 10, 10, so out of 30 in total. Mm -hmm. So 10 out of, out of taste, so for taste, what would you say? 10. 10, wow, okay. It's delicious. Okay, texture? Yeah, I really like it. I like the combination of the crunch and the, the soft gooey. I think there's walnut, yeah, I think they should be mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's yeah, walnuts in there. I'd say 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. And convenience? 
No crumbs. Ten. Ten. Wow. So thirty. Mm-hmm. So my wife baked these cookies. Amazing. So perfect. Compliments that, to the chef. And that's why they might tell you. I was like, I want an honest opinion. Mm-hmm. No, so good. We did. We did one show. I haven't released yet. We'll only come down the pipeline after. We, did, we had a, a certain cookie from a certain cafe here mm-hmm. um, that did not go well. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I was like, oh, this kind of tastes like soap. Oh. But anyways. No. So okay, so social media. Mm-hmm. You are very proficient in that. I like this after. Oh, you can continue. I can. I can talk for a little bit too. If you That's need okay. To. Um, so social media, you're very proficient on that. Um, you you help women uh, on the business front. Mm-hmm. What are some, what are some tips or what are some mistakes, people make in business and, uh, on maybe on a on a startup mm-hmm. or or more even so and then on a on a social media platform. Like, what's the biggest mistake that you see in both areas? Um, okay, there's a few, but the first, I think the biggest thing uh, I feel that people do is the first thing they do is they try to be everywhere. Um, what do you mean without, that? so they try to be on all the platforms. So they might get like a Facebook, an Instagram, a Twitter, a LinkedIn, all of the accounts on all these different platforms. Maybe they're even brave and trying to do Snapchat. <laughs> yep. uh, so they're trying to spread themselves too thin because they're hoping to reach everybody. Yeah. The second mistake I would say they do is that they're not really clearly defining who their target market is. So a lot of those platforms differ, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not char- like targeting a professional, why would you be on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a big difference between even Facebook and Twitter. There's some people that like one or the other. Yeah. Um, so it just depends on that target market. And if they don't do that research and know who they're trying to do, um, or target, or yeah. they're trying to go after, then it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of work and they end up quite stressed and burnt out and a lot of time they say, well, social media doesn't work because I'm trying and it's not going anywhere. Right. Uh, and then the third thing I would say they do is that they post, there's this kind of phrase, it's called posting and ghosting. Um, so what it means is that they're putting these posts out there, maybe they're not getting the engagement they're hoping for, they're not getting any response yep. and they're wondering why. It's because they're not taking the time to engage either. So you can't just post. You have to take the time to go on there and look at other people's pages and comment and um, even message pages and get involved together with them. Like not trying to do it on your own and hope that everybody's just going to come to you. Yeah. Right. Well, and I I don't know if this is a a fair statement. Like most of those platforms are saturated now. Mm -hmm. Right. There's so many people on there. Mm -hmm. So like. To start off, mm-hmm. you're just a drop in the bucket, yeah. right? So you have to, yeah, make yourself stand out. Absolutely. And I think, and, the, and then you're right though. Like I think it's it's that aspect of, well, I posted and then only right? ten people like my page or whatever yeah. the case is, right? Absolutely. And then yeah, I can definitely mm-hmm. see that. Right. Yeah, it's hard, and I like a lot of people just. I think then the next mistake after that is that they're not even really creating quality content. They're just mm. trying to get out there to be consistent or just be posting every day so they're out there. Which, I mean, it's a good start to definitely want to create the content, but if you're not creating quality content, then they're not going to come or stay. Right. Right. So if you're just trying to post, you know, maybe you're a business and you're just providing inspirational quotes every day, yes, people are going to like that, but you're not providing anything more than that. Why would they be, you know, following or mm-hmm. um, engaging with your business? That's, that's, that's a really good point. And, mm-hmm. and I've, taken, I've actually taken that quite to heart this year and, mm-hmm. and what I've been, I've been trying to focus on is um, is trying to ignore try to focus on the end consumer mm-hmm. directly of value add like what totally. what can we provide as a valuable content to the mm-hmm. end and, and listener Definitely. which is super hard yep. because it's a lot of you know it's yeah if you're you know the, I guess the, the, the question of you know always asking or always mm-hmm. selling yeah 
is I think is I think that's where people get tired of that too. So mm -hmm. be very careful, right? So absolutely, I've, I've seen that a lot. And then yeah, trying to distinguish yourself maybe from your competition or whatever, like whatever exactly. you're trying to do, right? Well, and I think that the trouble that business owners have is not only that competitive feeling where they're thinking, okay, they're posting this, I should be posting this, mm -hmm. but they're thinking from a business perspective instead of the consumer perspective, Absolutely. right? So it's yeah. just like you said, it's kind of you got to step into that um, consumer perspective, like that not only defining that target market, but stepping into their shoes, figuring out their pain points, what is keeping them up at night, what is um, you know bothering them that every business should understand that they're in business because they're solving a problem. Right. So their product or service solves a problem that a consumer has. Right. right? Yep. So if they're not looking from the consumer point of view to figure out what those pain points are, how they can show them that they solve that problem that they're having, then it doesn't work. Right. Because you're thinking, okay, I just need to tell them what I have for sale because they're obviously going to buy it. So without thinking from their perspective of why, and sometimes it's even just educating, right? Absolutely. Educating those consumers to, sometimes the consumers don't know they need the product, right? Yeah. But if you educate about why, then that can help as well. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, on the business front, what do you see either, I guess I wouldn't say young entrepreneurs, but you know, like, cause I think there's probably older people trying to start businesses too. Yeah, um, ages, right? What are, what are the, mis what do you see that some, as a, as a business coach, what do you, what are some mm -hmm. mistakes that you see them kind of making right off the, right off the bat? Right. And the younger ones you mean? Or just either, in general? Either, in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there a general statement that you'd say that, like, hey, this happens quite frequently across all ages? Mm -hmm. uh, is this specifically only to younger people? Mm -hmm. um, is it specifically older people? And in general in business, in do general. you mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, I would again come back to that target market because I think that quite often business owners are getting really stuck in the whole, like, I've got a product that I know it's great and I know that I can sell it. I know that people are going to love it. Um, but they're not stepping into that consumer point of view. Of course. So if they don't clearly define who that is, then how are they going to find them? Right. Um, I quite often compare it to, like social media advertising to like the traditional print advertising. Mm -hmm. Quite often, um, people used to read the newspaper all the time, but different ages, right? Like yeah. it was definitely more popular. Where I would say now it's more of an older demographic that would read the paper. Mm -hmm. um, do, but you, do you read the paper? I do some of them. More so because I'm very community focused. Okay. So I like to know what's going on in the community. Yeah. Um, I think that's important as a business owner. Yeah. I wouldn't say that necessarily everybody in my age group does. <laughs> Most people don't, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, other than say the morning news, because it's such an easy, quick read. Mm -hmm. um, it's easy and it's to the point, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's not long drawn out with ads. but I I mean, it's also to the point where you know what to expect from it, if that makes sense. But yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, so with it being like originally when it was all these different age demographics that may have looked at the paper because that's the way to stay up to date yeah. originally, uh, it was like a shot in the dark. Now, nothing right. against, I'm not saying that print or radio or any of those things don't work anymore. You have to be a little more strategic with it. Um, but I definitely say that when it comes to like social media and the more... Um, newer modern technology or tr um, media that you have the ability to target a little bit better. Okay, so let's 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 talk about that, and mm -hmm. I want to talk here about your experience because I'll tell you about my experience. Okay, sounds good. Okay, targeting cameras. Mm -hmm. Do you get that too specific issue? Oh, or is, yes. Or is when, that just me? Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so, like, when you're trying, like, say Facebook, right? When you're trying mm -hmm. to do the ad, you mean? Yes. Yeah. So there definitely is. It depends on all of the the different requirements that you've selected, yeah. right? Yeah. So what I would often do is you keep it pretty generic. 
yeah. with it. So I would select, like for my product services, I always select women because that's right. usually my target, right? Um, and then I do a radius of where I want to target, right. but I usually don't define any further than that. Right. Only because like I got asked questions like when I targeted people that were engaged for weddings, mm -hmm. uh, did I target did I select that option that they were engaged? No, because not everybody puts that on their profile. Right. So then that cuts out a lot of people that potentially are that just haven't posted it or shared that, right? Fair so yeah, the more specific you get, you'll definitely reach that yeah, <laughs> that yeah. error code. Well, it's just, yeah, because I know I like also we ran into that and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like, it's too specific. It's like we're gonna make it more broad. I'm like, radius keeps growing. Like, I'm like, where am I weird. going? Yeah, this is weird. I'm like, okay, keep going. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank comes yeah. in there. Right? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Guess. How did I get this far? No, that's fair. Yeah. Um, coming into um, you know, coming into cameras, mm -hmm. starting these, starting these businesses. Um, how has that gone? Like, how, like, how, like, where are you now? Like, what, mm -hmm. what's your next goal? What are you, what are you working on right now? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you see? What, what does the future hold for you? Do you think? Okay, sounds good. Okay, I'll back up a little bit when sure. it was like coming into cameras with yep. the business. Yep. I know we were talking about this off air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that that can be a struggle. Uh, I find that especially when, even though this is considered a city, I think anybody that lives here can say it feels like a small town. Yeah. And I feel like you were saying too, when it comes to people coming in as like a residential setting, like when you're coming in as a resident, um, it can be quite welcoming usually, uh, but it's harder for a business. And I think what it is, and like I've heard this from multiple people, um, that you, you almost have to just jump in and get involved with things. And that's really what I found, like mm -hmm. meeting those business owners, figuring out kind of like looking at the community and seeing where people were and what they were doing. Um, one thing that I had wanted to do for a very long time in town was, um, and see, I call it town, not city. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's small town. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to do a networking event. That was like my group was, their goal was to have a networking group because I just found that at that point in time, our chamber wasn't doing anything like that other than the lunches, but not everybody could attend that. Because um, maybe some people like small businesses that were starting out, but you know, work during the day. And this is many years ago. Or you're saying like not too, not too, not too long ago. And there, because and, and I'll, I'll speak to that. Okay. Because I agree with you. Mm -hmm. um, I've gone to many cha chamber luncheons, mm -hmm. and it's not. I I'll be honest. I wouldn't mm -hmm. call it a network networking no, event. In your it's, right, it's just not. you sit down, you have lunch. Mm -hmm. you know, something presents, and that's it. Yeah, more of an update of what's going on exactly. in the city than in anything. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is which is I think which is too bad. I yeah. think there's huge opportunity in that. In, in, mm -hmm. in that building that community aspect Absolutely. right yeah for sure start, no that's okay um i agree with you and so i feel like there was a bit of progress um i think what happens is a lot of people that have gone to the chamber lunches for a very long time are older business owners that are very much in a nice way of putting it stuck in that way of course they're not open to necessarily changes right yep. and when there's young blood coming in like these new young entrepreneurs trying to make a change and trying to implement where they're working together especially for when new businesses are coming yeah there does there is a need for that yeah and it's not being met at this current time yep. um but i remember thinking back when i was like talking about this networking idea like i worked with or i talked to a couple different community partners and saying like we need something like this so back i think it was even before or I have to think how far back this was. I think it was before my conference, but I could be wrong. But I partnered with Louise from, it was the Rural Alberta Business Center. Oh, yes. Um, yep. And now she's partnered, she's moved into um, Community Futures. Yep. But at that time, I had talked to her and her and I had actually partnered together and started an evening mixer. And that worked out really well, but we knew that there was something more there. Mm -hmm. Her and I actually went to um, 
the RABC that was in Rocky Mountain House, and they had started a women in business or women in general networking group there and actually spurred an idea for us. So mm-hmm. her and I had actually come back that year, and I can't remember if that was before the conference or after, uh, but I feel like maybe it was after. Uh, but anyways, we came back from that, and we talked to one other person in the community and joined this group, and we actually created WOW, which you may have heard of yep. in cameras here. And um, and so that that's now changed to change the name to WISE just because our ABC um, has finished their project pilot, and so then that Rocky Mountain House kept that name, and so we switched. Oh, I see. Um, but I'm no longer on the committee. I step back just because of my own commitments, but it's still going, and I know that's made a huge difference in our community for the women entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But you know, in speaking to you, I realize in general there's still a big need for that, right? Because that, of course, is just women. So of course, men aren't going to feel yeah. <laughs> as you know welcome to that type of atmosphere. But I still think there's a need for that here. So do you think? So this might be an interesting mm-hmm. question. I think it's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think men do men network differently than women? Yes, I would say. I also feel like it can be an age thing, though, hmm. right? Because, like I was saying, with the the older business owners that are coming to the chamber, they're very, you know, used to that format of mm-hmm. that, yeah. um, of that, the way that lunch, I wouldn't call it networking lunch, lunch yeah. um, is run. And so then what I noticed is when I sat on the board in my last year, there was some other younger entrepreneurs on the board with me and we decided to change it up once. <laughs> and, no, and that went super well, right? No, I did not. <laughs> The, the funny thing is the younger generation loved it. The yeah. older generation was not interested. They went against our rules anyways. So we tried to mix it up so it was more of a networking thing. And you sat with different people. You didn't arrive. Uh, you didn't sit with the people you arrived with. Of course. And so there were some people that absolutely loved it and some that didn't. Again, it was a generation thing, right? Mm. So I still think that there is a need for it. It's just, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know if I can be the one to do that anymore. But yeah, well, <laughs> I think that, yeah. That gotta, there is gotta pick your battles too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you think, so you know what, do you know what we, we work is? We work, we or, work. I feel uh, like I've heard that name. So it's like, it's kind of like a, a shared off, like a co, uh, the co-office space. Oh, where yes, you, you can yes. Like rent, rent. Well, rent desks or mm-hmm. offices or boardrooms. Board yeah. Do you think something like that in cameras would work? Mm. You know, it's funny because actually Louise and I have had conversations about this. And I talked to Louise yeah, about I wondered, this too. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered. And uh, I think it's a great idea. I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are even just home-based mm-hmm. that don't have a space to go and could use that space. Of course. Yeah. Um, that even, I, I don't know if you've experienced this, if you have a home office or not, but sometimes when you're in a home office and you don't have a public office like or storefront, yeah. you feel very isolated. Yes. So even sometimes even just to be able to get out and network, right? Yeah. Um, oh, totally. But, or to meet clients at, like I know entrepreneurs that could just use the space to meet clients with. Yeah. Um, and that they don't have to pay an arm and a leg for when they can't afford that. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, and, and, and yeah, the other aspect for sure is yeah the isolation aspect. Mm-hmm. I think the family aspect at home is another one. I've yeah. had, I remember I can count endless times where mm-hmm. I'm sitting at home mm-hmm. trying to work on something when my kids barges in. Yep. <laughs> and I'm either on the phone or I'm trying to write something, and then like your, your distraction level are just through the roof. Right. right. So just getting out of I think is a is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because I, I, we were I know I was I was, I was thinking about WeWork uh, or doing something like that. Something mm-hmm. um, we, we maybe I talked to the chamber. I talked to Louise because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, is this like is it is it feasible? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it I think I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. it's feasible. We just. I just we weren't in a position to take that challenge on right now. Right. I think it's a I think it's super good. Mm-hmm. I love like I love networking. I love community build. Uh, networking. Sorry, I don't love networking. I'll oh, be honest. Okay. It's just like I love meeting new people, but it's just yeah. getting over that hump of like, 
all right, I'm going to go introduce myself, yes. right? And, I, and yeah. it's like, it's just that kind of uncomfortable initial mm-hmm. concept of like, totally. oh, hey, I'm Andre. And then yeah. we, you know, and, and the other part of networking too, it's like everyone's trying to kind of, at the same time, everyone's trying to sell to everyone right. at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's you, true. You know how that, you know, you know that, that little yeah. ordeal that's kind of like a little, uh, little dance that you I'd do. I'd love right? to touch on that too, sure, actually. Right? <laughs> now that you say that. Sure. Um, that was something that was really important to Louise and I when we started WOW or mm. WISE, um, is that we didn't want that type of networking. Mm. So for us, it was really important that you came there not trying to sell, that you came to build relationships. Smart. That's what it was about. So how do you, how do you stop that? So how do you restrict that? Um, so we don't allow, like where we, where we differed, especially from the chamber, was there was no paper on the table. Like mm-hmm. there was no, if you met somebody and you're like, yes, I want to stay in contact with you or I'll call you later because I want to try something or whatever, then you can give them information, but you weren't there to sell. You were not bringing marketing materials. You weren't yeah, there to be promoting yourself. You were yeah. there to more so learn about other people that are there, ask questions. Um, the presentations we would have come in um, would vary from like a speaker to exercises that you did yeah. in groups. We did a lot of networking um activities as well mm-hmm. where it was like ask questions about each other or learn like different yeah. things right yep. because that's it was more about building relationships than anything and I think that's a struggle that a lot of people have when they hear the word networking is they assume it's a quick exchange of business cards a sales pitch well yeah <laughs> right? and, and, and I think trade shows are are notorious for that where you're like mm-hmm. you're, you're standing there all of a sudden someone's coming up to your booth and it's not it's not a potential buyer and you're like, yeah. oh no. And yeah. all they do is just drop off a business card and they walk totally. away or like you'll talk to you for 30 seconds and, I'm yeah. like, and then that business card is going to garbage. Yeah. Unless you're like, okay, I actually need this right now. Exactly. Right? But if anything else, you're like, Right, yeah, it, and it doesn't feel good. No, like, it doesn't. It none really of doesn't. that feels good. It's it's the same idea of like when you're at a trade show and you have those people that are jumping out the booths chasing you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saying come buy my stuff, right? Yeah. It's that same feeling. That's it's an icky feeling that you're being sold to, and I think that's the kind of idea behind that word networking that people are scared of too. So how do you how do you so we kind of touched it on on this a little bit on, on the mm-hmm. camera scene. Mm-hmm. So how do you start bridging that gap of that older? Because I think I think the one mistake our generation makes is like we try to like we want we, we, we try to innovate mm-hmm. you do that but i think we're so i think we, we're very bad at all of a sudden uh, disregarding the older generation mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. any ideas on how to bridge that gap between the two generations and and, and find some common ground is there yeah. is there a way to bridge that gap i think there is um because i think that older generation has a ton of experience that we can learn from mm-hmm. um and i think and vice versa i think the younger generation they can learn from us as well about you know what's new and what's happening and what's working now yeah. um because they can talk about and not everything that they've done and accomplished it's not meaning that it's it's not important or still valued right like there's still opportunity there to learn from them right. um one thing i would recommend is even talking to like somebody like tanya fox who talks in collaboration because i think that's the biggest way to maybe bridge that gap is to figure out ways to work together instead of feeling like they have to work separate. Mm -hmm. Right. So, okay, let's touch it. I like like that. Okay. I like where this is going. So collaboration, um, an interesting concept. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll tell you a few stories. My, 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 my experience Mm -hmm. is, um, I've, I've reached out a few other competitors and, 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 you know, just, Hey, Mm -hmm. this is who I am. You know, I'd love to take you out for coffee. Mm -hmm. Uh, one, one company, uh, I messaged, mm-hmm. uh, I know they got the message. I uh, believe I texted and I left a voicemail. Mm. Never got a phone call back. Okay. And all it was is just, it, it, this, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. This is kind of like, mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe I don't know if it's a, a man woman thing or okay. if it's just a, I, I could be even an industry specific thing. Or a generation. Was it any no, age difference? A little bit, not okay. much, but, mm-hmm. um, but you know, but it's, it was really interesting because I'm like, 
all I all it was is like, hey, and mm-hmm. it's just an introduction, mm-hmm. right? It's like I'm not, I'm not gonna take your, like, we're, not gonna, no. we're not gonna share our secrets. That's no, not, that, that's not the point, right? It's just <laughs> no. like it's a quick introduction, right? So like, yeah. so that's that's why I thought like I know I know Tanya a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but that's why I'm wondering like you know like if that's if that collaboration is happening, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I think that's a newer concept, yeah, right? Especially sure. because if you look at yeah, I think I think everyone forgets how big the pie is. Mm-hmm. And everyone's trying to keep the pie themselves. It's true. Um, yeah. So, what do you think on that on that collaborative aspect? Is, mm-hmm. Have you run into that from your side? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I think the biggest thing I've learned about um, business and collaboration and competition is that uh, when I first started getting into the wedding industry, whew, it's competitive, oh and God, yeah. there's a lot of people that are very much like, I only work with this person, or you know, I've worked this many years with this, or um, you know, I do the same thing. So that means we're like, we can't even talk. Right. And like, you know, like we, this is what I do. So I just, I ran into that a lot. And then when I was really getting into the decor rentals, there's a few businesses that are in with like an hour radius. And then at one point in time, there was a business that came to town that mm-hmm. did exactly what I did. Yeah. And at first my instinct was like, Oh, guard up, like, you know, yeah, yeah. competition. And, um, but I quickly realized how when I couldn't do something or she couldn't do something, then we would just trade information and say, okay, so I have you know a wedding this date, I can't do it, I'm booked or I'm just not available or whatever. Um, you know, I'm gonna pass it to you in case this is something you could do. Mm-hmm. And when I started working with all of these exact same uh, businesses and supporting them that way, next thing you know, I was becoming friends with these people mm-hmm. instead. And it wasn't it wasn't like there wasn't enough business to go around. Right. There is a ton of business for everybody yeah. in every industry. It's there's literally people being born every day. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There yeah. there's it, we're never going to run out of. There's not going to be a shortage of customers. There's always ways to find new customers, work new collaborations. Yeah. Um so I think the one thing that people need to do is focus on getting over that competitive feeling and let that guard down. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to trade secrets about yeah. everything. I'm just saying that, you know, you create those relationships and say, you know what? I just want someone that I can work with that if I don't have like an availability that I can pass clients to you. I would rather do a referral system right. than, than feeling like I can't speak to you kind of yeah, thing. And over the years, these people have become my friends. They understand the same struggles I have. Yeah. So it's stuff you can talk about as well. Like you can not only just trade yeah. um, or send referrals, but you can, you can talk about struggles you have too and have common ground. Make, yeah, mm-hmm. totally, totally makes sense. It's just, it's, 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 you mentioned mindset earlier, which is mm-hmm. huge, which is huge. But I think, all right, let's like mindset. All right, let's I like, I like this. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. So you deal with a lot, a lot uh, mainly women. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are their biggest struggles in terms of mindset? Mm. I would say that, um, there's a big difference with the men and women with confidence. Okay. I think that's, um, a big portion of this. And I think that when I'm working with women, a lot of them, when they feel competitive, it's usually because they're feeling insecure. Mm. Okay. So I think that can apply to men too, right? Oh, I think 100%. that like you were saying, when you talk to that one other um, business that maybe they're feeling insecure and that's why they're, they're feeling like, nope, can't answer that call. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Um, and so that's, that's their own work. You ha- they have to do. Unfortunately, you can't, yeah. right. You can't change that. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely be the one to make the call or, you know, to ask to go for coffee or whatever, and just say, I'm looking for somebody to send clients to if I'm unavailable or whatever that looks yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but I think confidence is one thing, mindset and confidence. Um, that, do you think they go, but do you think those are hand in hand though? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think it all, 
It's a tricky one because I think. And you're saying confidence in women? Is yeah, that, is that what I, is I would that what say I mean? in both, to be both? honest. Okay. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to women, because I work mostly with women, that's what I see. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of the times men tend to have more confidence than women. I feel like women go through a little bit more with like body image and mm. you know, if they've they've had kids and they're coming back to work or, yeah. right? Like the different transitions for women in life seem to be a little bit more different because they're just more involved with them, right? Yeah, with having, you know, if they get married or they go to college or then they have kids and all of these different life changes yeah. that also change how they feel about themselves, which then results in when they decide to say, follow a passion, start a business, they're trying to figure out who they are still and yeah. and, and put that confidence into that business. Interesting. Does that make sense? And do you, yeah, and so how so what so how does how does a woman uh, over overcome that mindset and, and gain that confidence? Is uh, is it through success? Is it through just effort? Is it something that she needs to accept as a as a flaw that she needs to kind of work through? Like what what would you say? What do you would, what do you see most? I would definitely not say necessary success. I feel like success is determined by what you feel success is. Like you yeah. have to decide what success means to you. Um, but okay, so let's just so success. <laughs> sorry, I don't want to I don't yes. interrupt, but I want to. That's okay. I, I always like forget, and all of a sudden that's I, okay. I, I backtrack after, <laughs> and, and I forget what I was trying to say. Yeah. So what? Do, okay, to a lot of individuals that you work with, what what what? How do they define success? What do you find I, the most common? Okay, so I think when it comes. I think that confidence, it's like all like this, all is intertwined, right? Yeah. So I think that with success, like you have to, I think, okay, let's back up a bit. So with sure. confidence, I feel like you need to work on that self-love piece, like that self-care, self-love. And I know that's slowly becoming like a big trend right now oh, yeah. about the self-care, right? But there's a big difference between going on a spa day versus like actually sitting down and thinking like, what's most important to me with mm. like my goals in life, like when I'm on my deathbed, are people going to be like, oh, she was so successful. She had, you know, she had this best-selling book. No, they're going to be like, she was kind. She was loving. She, you know, helped others. She was a good mom. She cared about herself and had energy and passion for life, right? That's what people are looking for. Yeah. So I think when they are looking at the confidence part that they need to start within with mm -hmm. the self-care and self-love and thinking more about what they truly want out of life and there's so much behind that, like, you know, oh, yeah. not bottling stuff up and like taking time for, to learn about who they are, what they love doing. And then that's where the confidence is built and that's where success is coming from. Right. Does that make sense? Makes sense. See that kind of yep. no, pathway I, I totally that. to it? So here's a really, I think a good question as well. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you find people hold grudges in cameras quite often? <laughs> this is a very interesting <laughs> question. Um, and the reason I'm asking that is because I run into it so many times where okay. it's, it seemed like mm -hmm. event happened many years ago or maybe a year or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. it, but for whatever reason, yeah. a lot of people just have a struggle of either, I don't know if it's dealing with it or letting it go. And I don't know mm -hmm. if it ever go hand in hand, but like it's, you can definitely feel tension that there's something right. more to it. Right. Yeah, exactly. I What's feel your like experience? Okay, well, I would say I think what happens is when these grudges are made, it's because the situation hasn't been dealt with. Like, there's mm -hmm. no resolution to it. It's just something that hasn't been talked about or, you know, f like the solution hasn't been figured out for the yeah. problem. Yeah. And so um, I definitely think that sometimes can also be a generational thing mm -hmm. um, where, you know, like I think even looking at generation, like the older generation with businesses, they're so stuck in how they've always done it. Why change anything yeah. that it's the same? I think when it comes to grudges, it's just like, oh, that's what I've always done. I just don't talk about my problems. I, I just hold a grudge and just 
push it off to the yeah. side and it never gets dealt with. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. I I see a lot of businesses really trying to make changes and do better in town. And there's definitely like resistance mm-hmm. to change here, oh, yeah. right? I think that's like a big thing is the resistance to it. And I think it's just something that needs to just be talked about and just have people involved in and creating things that include community involvement to to keep the talk going it's just even like i mean off topic but kind of on topic is like the tree lighting ceremony and things like that like um the changes with the cre and like from to festival trees to gatherings and garlands i believe um so that was like a big change this year yeah and people were very confused by that and so i think i know that the cre is really trying to get back into the community and um, they've had some major changes themselves so they're you know really trying and i think that they're seeing the resistance and i think that there just needs to be more community involvement um, more awareness instead of just putting something in the newspaper and hoping everybody sees it. So that so that resistance of, of change and, and and or different direction, let's just say, mm-hmm. is that you think that's in the res, the resistance is a result of poor communication? Is that what it is? Definitely. Interesting. I would say it a lot. I think with anything in life, <laughs> with yeah. poor communication, it's hard, right? It's relationships, the same thing. Um, but that can be business relationships, the personal relationships. If you don't have the communication, mm-hmm. then what do you go off of, right? Like mm-hmm. if you, if it's not there, yeah, or if it's poor, if you're not clearly communicating. And I think that's the same when it comes to the competition, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not commun- clearly communicating that you're there because you're looking to support each other or whatever that looks like, then mm-hmm. then that's where that wall goes up. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I can tell him making you think. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like it's good. It's good. It's like this is probably the I'd say the most thoughtful conversation because mm-hmm. we're talking like you know we're talking we talk mindset. We talked yeah. about uh, just kind of the general feel of you know, mm-hmm. you know tension. Like, so, we talked about so much. That's yeah. why it's, it's and it's so relevant. I think yeah, is, it is. is another aspect too. Totally. Um, where do you so where do you see cameras heading or what do you see any, do you see any trends kind of because mm. the one thing I've, I've noticed in the construction industry is mm-hmm. that cameras is about. With that, I've talked to a few people actually. Mm-hmm. Um, five, five to seven years behind any trends that are happening in, like in the major cities, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, what about like from your like a business perspective or a social media perspective? What do you mm-hmm. see? Where, where does cameras kind of sit, or where, where are we headed mm-hmm. as a as a city or town? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that I agree that it does. It often feels like we're behind in the times here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because of that generational gap, like if it's the older generation, this younger generation, and they're not working together. I think that could be part of it. Um, But I feel like I just wish that there was more like communication and just more opportunities to come together Mm -hmm. because I think that's what we're missing here, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're missing that networking opportunity of building relationships, not selling to each other, building relationships of working together. I think that like, I think you need Tanya on the show because she loves talking about collaborations and she's so good at it. But I think that we need more of those partnerships together. I think this community needs to come together a lot more. And Mm. I think that's going to help. That would help speed things up. Like I feel like that would help us catch up with the times if we could all, you know, let the guards down, work together, figure out what we could do together and, and work on things as a whole, instead of all of these people trying to do their own things. Things, yeah, right because yeah. i think that's what happens and i feel like our our chamber is very much like okay this is what chambers do and this is what we're gonna do and and that's that and i think that that can be tricky right because how do you grow when when you're feeling kind of stuck there yeah 
So I think that all, and I know that like Louise has worked really hard on coming together with the chamber and, you know, like these different communities, um, partners are trying to come together. And I think we just need more of that, more of working course. together. Yeah, it makes, makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in wrapping it up, who, who would you, okay, so who would you, who else would you want to see on the show mm. and what would you ask them? Oh, oh, oh. Okay, well, definitely, I've mentioned Tanya a few times. Yep. I know that she um, would be a great one to interview. Um, and I think you, you had her on your show, right? Yes, yeah. and she has her own podcast as well, and I've been on hers, so nice. we're just creating a podcast club here in Cameras. <laughs> That's what we'll be known for moving forward. That's fine. That's cool with me. Let's do <laughs> right? more podcasts. Yes, exactly. So I know that she would be great. Um, a question to ask her. I would ask her what she sees that the community needs to come mm. together. What She is amazing at thinking of outside the box ideas. Yeah. Like she has, there was one where she came up with, um, I can't remember the other, it was a funeral home and an artist, I think is what it was, oh. that collaborated. Oh. And oh, she's got all kinds of ideas. So ask her about how she sees different ideas that the community could do to come together Smart. and collaborate, because I, I think that would be a good one. Another one um, that I absolutely love that's originally from near here, Viking. I'm not sure if you've heard of Dr. Jody Carrington. Um, Sounds familiar. Yeah, so familiar. she wrote the book Kids These Days. Okay. Um, she's originally from Viking. Um, I had her on the podcast, or my podcast, and um, she lives in Olds now, and she has just done phenomenal things. And she actually talks about human connection and how we're missing that in society. Mm. So I think that would be another good one because I think that that's something we're missing here in cameras as well, is that we're mm. missing that. We just have a disconnect somewhere that yeah. I think she would, would be good for as okay. well. Did I miss any of your questions? I feel like you asked me. No, I said, yeah. So who would you have on and what would you ask them? Okay. Um, how, where, where, so how or, and where can people, people find you? Mm, think that was the other question about what I was doing next. Yes. <laughs> Thank okay, you. Okay, that sorry. was way back then. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I know we've, we've jumped a few. I'm impressed. <laughs> it's, it's fun to try and keep up with all of them. Um, okay, so I guess where, what am I doing? Um, so right now my focus has become more about my podcast um, and helping entrepreneurs. I realize that's my passion. That's what I want to do. So um, really focusing on that, the podcast podcast has taken me places I never experienced like I never even thought in my wildest dreams I'd be doing um, I actually just announced um, that I got booked for a Canadian wide speaking tour nice. um, last week so that is pretty new and fresh right now and just I, I told my mom to pinch me in a live video and she actually did nice. <laughs> but um, that has just been something like I said I just I thought maybe you know one day again but that was what I said about the podcast I mm-hmm. said one day I'm gonna do this and then I just figured out how to make it happen so I feel yeah. like you know the universe is slowly guiding me in the path of <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing and what I want to do uh, but doing the speaking tour and doing this podcast and coaching entrepreneurs is exactly what where I feel like I'm meant to be and what I love doing. So, that's... how often do you release a podcast? Every week. Every week. Yeah. So I what I try to stick to is I do two interviews a month and two solo episodes where yeah. I teach about my experiences from business. Yes. And uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. That's and awesome. It's fun because I've also had guests from um, Canada and into the states, some yep. that are Canadian that have moved to the states, yep. and uh, it's been quite a journey it's been um i just hit my big goal for last year and i've also um found out i'm being downloaded in over 44 countries around the world so that was pretty cool so my goal is to make an impact um in entrepreneurs worldwide so i feel like it's getting there that's awesome so (laughs) working so uh, facebook instagram uh podcast where where can people find you definitely yep all of the above um my favorite is probably instagram yeah uh you've probably (laughs) noticed that i love instagram i love that app and uh, i just feel like it's such a great place to showcase what you're doing showcase who you are like not just 
put a you know a logo to a company like you right. can be the face of your company um, the face of your brand and allow people to get to know you personally mm-hmm. and I think I've built a lot of really amazing relationships off there yeah and um, so I would say Instagram is the best place to find me because I feel like I can actually connect one-on-one there yeah um, but I do love Facebook too uh, so you can find me on Facebook as well under Ashley Madel on both and then the Glowgetter podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts awesome okay, well thank yeah. you so much yes. appreciate it eh? yes thank you so much for having me I hope you guys liked the episode. Uh, let us know what you thought. Let us know, give us some feedback on what we could do better in terms of maybe audience questions, uh, a certain topic even that you'd like us to engage in. Love to hear back from you. I'd love to turn this into something uh, that terms come, becomes almost part of the cameras culture and, and, and getting that this information out there on the local businesses, community leaders, uh, and even just business owners in general. I think, I think it's gonna be lots of fun. Um, you know, even public education sector, I think is a great one that we can dive into. But yeah, let's see what we can do with this. Uh, share with your friends, your family, uh, your dog, your grandma. Uh, let them know that we're doing this and that we're looking to grow this. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. 